What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up, we've got Cannabis Keenan in studio as we go over the awesome Lifetime original movie, Deadly Adoption. Run the theme. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic, you got Cannabis Keenan, he's alright. Caitlin is giving all she can give, and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. I am Real Buzz Rob. You sandbagging son of a bitch. And to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. All right. Bunk beds. I got dibs on tap. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> What's that from? I feel like I've heard that. Black sheep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> spade, 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 spade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want to see black sheep again. Uh, Tommy Boy gets all the love, but I, I saw black sheep first as a kid, and I loved it, but I've never seen it since. Tommy Boy is substantially better. I've seen Tommy Boy 25 times. Now, I, I've seen it 125 yeah. times. That, and it's amazing how well that movie stands the test of time, because that was back when you could make PG-13 comedies that were actually funny. Yeah. Now it's the age of, like, Apatow, and it's a... Uh, you. People want rated R, like forty year old virgin raunchy. Rom- yeah, it's not. It's yeah. really not raunchy at all. No, There's no, that, it's very. It's like yeah. it, you, you could show it to a ten year old and be fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they it, wouldn't get all the jokes. Yeah, but no. Yeah. I remember uh, watching it later in life and being like, I totally didn't get that joke when I was a kid. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. Yeah, like when he was asking his favorite um, little rascal, Alfalfa or Spanky. When I was a kid, I just thought, Oh, he's Spanky's a funny name. It's like, Oh no, it's a jerk off joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a pretty girl down there. I wonder if she dates one of the Yankees. <laughs> Anyways, the movie we are reviewing <laughs> today that one. is not that one. We should do that one sometime. That <laughs> would be a quote fest. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Adoption. Release date was June 20th, 2015. Director was Rachel Lee Goldenberg. Definitely Jewish. Um, I mean, Goldenberg's the, like the, the most Jewish last name I think I've ever heard. Uh, Adam McKay produced this movie. Okay. Yeah. Which I I did I saw in the credits and I thought oh, of course yeah that makes sense that makes sense before this Rachel Lee Goldenberg is known for directing a lot of sketch comedy shorts like there's a ton of shorts it just said like a title something strange and short so nothing I'd never heard of and then uh, her first feature was called Escape from Polygamy which could <laughs> sounds like a Lifetime movie it does Escape from Polygamy <laughs> I don't think it was but. Uh, after this, she's known for directing episodes of Divorce, that HBO series with Thomas Hayden Church and Sarah Jessica Parker. I just realized both of them used their full name, like all three. Three names. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's just a Maybe lot. that's why they cast them like that. Maybe. That's just a lot to say. Like, if you, it's starring Sarah Jessica Parker and Thomas Hayden Church. Just, just <laughs> Sarah Parker, Tom Church. Sarah Parker and Tom Church. I kind of like Tom Church. Yeah, Tom Church is a great name. Yeah, good name. 
Uh, also directed episodes of Man Seeking Woman and that USA show with uh, Lionel Richie's daughter, Angie Tribeca. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. What's her name? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. That's yeah. not Lionel Richie. That's uh, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Daughter. Yeah. That's <laughs> Lionel Richie's daughter is Nicole I, Richie. That's what that's what was tripping I, me I, up. Yeah, but I, that's probably a little fucked up of me. Yeah, it's, sorry. I meant. Yeah, my bad. Uh, also directed Valley Girl, uh, a, fe- a feature film, and then a feature coming up called Unpregnant. Oh. Also kind of sounds like a Lifetime movie. Unpregnant sounds like uh, Bridget in this movie. Yeah, you know, it does. Pregnant, not pregnant. Moving on to cast. We had Will Ferrell as Robert Benson. Yay, yay. Kristen Wiig as Sarah Benson. Yes. And Jessica Londes. L-O-W-N-D-E-S. Londes. L-O-W. Say it. L-O-W-N-D-E-S. Londes. Long. Yeah, I don't know. Londes. Lounds. 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 As Bridget Gibson A.K.A. Walmart Megan Fox with the Shailene Woodley's voice. A.K.A. Joni's got a gun. (laughs) Joni's got a gun. (laughs) Uh, Will Ferrell. We already um, did him in a prior pod like two ago, so I'm going to go with the five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts from from Real Buzz Rob. Uh, His father was the keyboard player in the Righteous Brothers. Really? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is. Dare I say righteous? (laughs) It is. Uh, He has three sons. Named Magnus, Mattias, and Axel. His wife is Swedish. That's why the names are weird. <laughs> well, okay. That's fair. I'll allow it. At first, I was like, why do you name him all these weird fucking names? It really bothers me when, and I don't know why, but when parents, like, they have three kids and two of the three are, have, like, M's, and then the third has an A. It's like they didn't fully commit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it seemed like you guys were doing a thing there, but then you stopped for fucking Axel. Should have been, yeah. Well, maybe Axel was first and they switched to M's. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted a pair, like an M&M thing, so they can say, you know. Oh, man. Little M&Ms. Yeah, ma'am. Oh, ma'am. There you go. There you go. Uh, He was the varsity kicker for his high school football team and still holds the record for most field goals made in a season. Will Ferrell, huh? He was an athlete in high school. All right. I know he's into football. He likes the Trojans. So he was actually, during his SNL audition, it was between he he and Steve Carell for uh, a spot on the cast. Oh, yeah? And he beat out Steve Carell. Which, I mean, worked out. Steve's doing fine. Yeah, he's doing just fine. And then number five, he played the son of two different members. Sorry. He played the son of two different cast members of The Godfather in different movies. Can you name them? He, oh, shit. Uh, Fuck. He was the son. Yeah, it's, uh, fuck. Which movie are you thinking of? It's not the right one that I'm thinking of. Uh, Shit. One was Elf. Uh, that's the one that I was trying to think of. Elf. Was the other one Wedding Crashers? No. Elf. Or, uh, old School? No. Okay. It So in Elf, uh, James Caan played his father. Right. And then in Kicking and Screaming, Robert Duvall played yeah. his father. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen both of those movies. Well, anyway, fuck it. Yeah. But that, that was pretty cool. So that is pretty cool. He's been the son of uh, the consigliere and then uh, the older brother who gets killed. I can't remember. Sonny. Sonny. Sonny yeah. Corleone. Yeah. He would have been the next in line, but... He was a little hot-headed anyway. Oh, definitely. He would not, yeah. No, he would not have made a good Don. I think James Conn, fun fact, has won Italian-American of the year like seven times, and he's not Italian. <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. He's no. like Polish or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but he's great at acting Italian. He is. He really is. He's yeah. a fantastic Italian person who's not Italian. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, Kristen Wieg. Kristen Wieg. Um, before this, known for SNL, Knocked Up, Walk Hard. 
the Dewey Cox story, mm-hmm. semi-pro, forgetting Sarah Marshall, date night, bridesmaids, and the skeleton twins. After this, known for the Mashin, uh, sausage party. <laughs> Ghostbusters and downsizing. That was that movie with Fat Damon that I didn't watch. Oh yeah, it it looked like it would be real funny, but then I heard the reviews not were like funny. it's super serious and it's not funny at all. I, it's not. That's not. I, that's, I don't want to see that. I don't either. Yeah, and I don't like. I don't appreciate when movies build themselves as comedies and then you go and see them and it's like man, that just wasn't funny at all. That definitely sometimes when they get on the cutting room floor of the edit and they see the first edit and they're like, oh shit. Um, no one's going to watch this if we build it as what it is. We have to build it as something else so people go to see it so we actually you know, recoup some of our money. Yeah, it's got Fat Damon and uh, Kristen Wiig. Well, it actually had real Matt Damon. I, we, I just like the same Fat Damon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got Matt Damon, Kristen Wiig, and um, they, they, they sh- it sounds like a comedy. They shrink down to yeah, smaller they live, people yeah. so they can not use as many resources. Like, that sounds wacky. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, but it's turned serious. Like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So I guess technically that's the second move she's been with Matt Damon because she was in The Mashin. The Mashin. I never saw that either. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I was a little over Matt Damon at the time. So. Hot take. Matt Damon. Overrated. Yeah. I mean, I. His early stuff is better than his newer stuff, in my opinion. Like Rounders Matt Damon. Peak Matt Damon. Yeah. Good Good Will Hunting Matt Damon. Peak Matt Damon. The Martian Matt Damon. Yeah. I like Jason Bourne Matt Damon, too. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But not the, the fourth one that he came back and did. Which was the fifth board movie. I'm telling you, man, those movies are so fucking similar, I get them confused. I'm like, what happened? It's, it's, it's kind of all the same movie, packaged differently. <laughs> yeah, packaged differently. <laughs> Pamela Landy. <laughs> Pam Landy. <laughs> Pam Landy. Pam, funny name. Funny name. Poor name. Landy Strip. <laughs> uh, Jessica Londez. Lowndes. Lowndes? I don't know. Jessica- I purposefully didn't look her up. But oh, I, oh, I wanted to see what she was in. But uh, Before this, she was in, well, you're not going to recognize hardly anything. I didn't think I would. The Haunting of Molly Hartley. Ooh. The Devil's Carnival. She was a regular on the cast of the reboot of 90210. She's been in episodes of Hawaii Five-0, Young and Hungry, and Motive. Yep. I don't know. Yep, never seen her in anything. After this, known for lots of B-TV movies that I didn't recognize and I didn't feel like typing. Because there's a lot of them, and I, I'm like, what? Well, she's found her spot. Where do you watch these movies? I've never heard of them. Probably Lifetime and Hallmark. Mm. Likely. Are those like... Is it, are those like sister companies? I would assume so. I kept thinking it was Hallmark movie, but it's actually a Lifetime movie. Yeah. This one. Yeah. yeah. I think Hallmark does more Christmas shit, though. Oh, for sure. You know? Thanksgiving, Christmas shit. That's, yeah. I think that's their bread and butter. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Hallmark's the, the Lifetime holiday channel. So it's funny you say that. I, I watched this movie for free on Pluto TV. I watched it for free on Tubi. So if you guys want to watch this and then listen to this again or stop now, watch and come back and listen... It, download the app Tubi. Lots of great free content. You do have to watch some ads, but it's totally worth it. Same thing with Pluto. Had to watch some ads. Kind of hard to find. They don't have a search feature when oh, I was scrolling it, through their movies. Tubi absolutely has a search yeah, feature. Yeah, it was pissing me off. But anyway, Pluto has all these weird channels that's like they have a Survivor channel that just plays old seasons of Survivor all day, every day. That's Amazing race. Stupid. They have a Hallmark movie channel too, or a Christmas movie channel throughout the year that will play Hallmark Christmas movies. Which it's like, who is this for? Uh, uh, Fucking watching it in May. Uh, 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 more people than you might think. Jingle all the merry. Yeah, it's pe- yeah. people are stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, old ladies probably, I think. I guess. Moving on to net worth. Two chains. We've done Will Ferrell, but I don't think you were on that app. I so wasn't. So we can do it again. All right. I will guess. God, he's got to be worse than money. He's got some He's got some dough. $250 million. He's got some fazools. Uh, a fazool. 
100 million. 100 mil. Okay. You could argue he's underrated, but I'm not going to say that because he has 100 million that. dollars. Yeah, no. And he's it, mostly comedic movies. He hasn't done any like super huge budget stuff, you know. And not to mention the fact that he's also made some really stupid bad movies too. Oh yeah. I mean, he's there's been some bad ones he's done. I'm like, what are you doing? What's that one? Get Hard? Uh, With Kevin Hart. Terrible movie. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I didn't like Daddy's Home either. Uh, yeah, I actually like the second one. I'm not going to lie. When Lithgow comes in the mix with Mel Gibson, it's pretty awesome. I should watch the second the one. The second one's worth watching. The first one's stupid. There was a movie with him and Amy Poehler that I actually liked. The House or something like that. Uh, yeah, that gambling film the where gambling. they turn their... I, I mean, I went into that one knowing that I probably wouldn't like it. And the pleasantly fact, surprised. Yeah, so I think it uh, it all has to do with your expectations yeah, going in. Jason you know? Manzoukas has a small role in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he does. And the other one I was thinking of is that newest one that came out on Netflix a few months back that with um, Rachel McAdams, where they're both Norwegian people who yeah, I haven't watched that either. It's really not good. Is it? It's not. No, it looked super bad. It looks bad. It's and bad. so I figured I better not watch it. I don't know what. I don't know what. Why? How did that get made? It's a yeah. stupid idea. But Will Ferrell, I mean, you're Will Ferrell. You pitch an idea, you're like, okay. We'll yeah, he probably wanted to do an accent and wear a long hair wig for a movie, so he's like, fuck it. He did both of those things. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, that's not the Will Ferrell I'd like to see. No, 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 no. You know? Well, because it goes back to, I mean, Anchorman was originally pitched as not what it was at all. It was supposed to be there were a bunch of Anchorman uh, who got into a plane crash on a remote desert island, and then they had to fight off these cannibalistic monkeys that were trying to kill them. What? That's really, that was the first pitch. And then they were going to make it, then they didn't, and then it got rewritten into what it was. Well, good thing they did that. I don't know. I kind of want to see the first pitch. Well, they should have at least had that be a scene in the second one. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Kristen Vig. Uh, 50 million. 25. 25? Okay. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I, I, I want to say it here. I find her incredibly attractive. I don't know what it is. Well, she's not. She's not like that hot in the traditional right. sense, you know. She's um, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, who's also uh, incredibly ha- funny. Has the ability witty. to be very charismatic, but can also be reserved. Yeah, she's like she's someone you want to marry. Yeah, she's like yeah. <laughs> Whereas Jessica Landa is just someone you want to fuck. Yeah. Well, you said it. Yeah, I did. But I I'm said, saying I yeah. said it. I'm a man. I said it, and I agree with it. Man, yeah, there were some shots of her boobs in this movie. Like, Dude, I have, I have a whole I have a whole page on her tits in this movie. <laughs> that does that sounds about right. I mean that it, that what they did with those things was wild. Yeah, Will Ferrell peeking outside that one time. Dude, he cracked me up. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, okay, Jessica Lons Lons Londes. Oh shit! I don't know. Seventy five thousand dollars. This is why it doesn't add up. She's worth six million. Six mil, huh? I, I, I well, how? I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe she's got a gambling problem in a good way, and she just could keeps be. winning. You, you think know? she's a professional Baccarat player? I think that she's going to Molly's game and you know putting it all on the line. That's a good movie. I did like that movie. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. True story. Yeah. Moving on to Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Apparently, it was Tobey Maguire that's the little bitch. It, he movie. is. Yeah. yeah, he's the one who's the dick who fucked her over. <laughs> yeah. I, the more I hear about Tobey Maguire as I get older, the more I really don't like him. No, and then it I all heard... started when he ruined Spider Man because he was a little fucking pussy. Right. A little bitch. Oh, and if you go back and watch the Spider Man movies, I can't. I can't take him seriously as Spider Man. No, he's fucking terrible as Spider Man. He's, he's a little bitch. He's a garbage Spider Man. Calvin will argue with me about this till fucking the end of the earth. He loves Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I think he's the worst. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, even fucking Garfield did Garfield's better. Garfield's better. Yeah. Uh, Holland, I think he's the best. 
Yeah, because you want Spider-Man to kind of be a smart alecky and shit-talking, not a little fucking bitch. Yeah. And that's how Peter Parker was when it was uh, Tobey Maguire. He's supposed to be young and inexperienced and a little scrawny. He's not supposed to be an emotional fucking... He's also not supposed to be a 35-year-old man in yeah, high school. Exactly. Like, he looks way too old for being in high school. And his voice just bothers me. He's like, oh, don't bully me. Like, he sounds like a little bitch. I'll say at the time that the movies were released, I really liked him. But going back and looking at him... I, I think want, Tom Holland's the best one. Oh, he's but, the best one. Yeah. I'm going on record right now. Toby Maguire, if you hear this, you're a little bitch. Yeah, bitch. You are a little fucking bitch. Bark like a seal, motherfucker. Uh, runtime on this film <laughs> was 84 minutes. The, good, good. I liked it. Yeah, no, perfect. It doesn't need... It, it, part of the Lifetime movie format is that it's shorter than a normal feature. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I paused it several times. I'm I like, did, too. Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's still this much left? I did, too. Well, mine, so on the Pluto thing, when I hit play on it, it said an hour and 45 minutes because of the it was bacon in the commercials. Yeah. So. Oh, maybe, you know what? That's why it was. It's definitely the commercials. Yeah. Because there, there's there's 20 minutes of commercials probably. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. Uh, budget was 700K. It looks like it. Yeah. Shot, shot in 15 days. Very nice. Uh, opened unknown, grossed unknown, because it, it's just, it it's premieres like a on lifetime. network. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think... I, I, Hard to know how. I mean, I'm sure they have metrics to measure how those monies, or how those movies. movies make money, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's just like kind of a flat rate type thing or something, maybe. Yeah, I mean, for 700k to 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 get Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig in the movie, I mean, it's going to make money. I think they wanted to do it just for fun, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk about that later. Too. It's probably all like advertiser revenue, whatever they can get for the advertisers. So they didn't advertise it. The the whole. I'll, well, I mean, running commercials when the movies. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Like those. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, taglines. There was only one. The birth of a plan gone wrong. Oh. Which I had to read several times before I'm like, I, yeah, 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 it works. The, yeah, I mean, it's okay. The birth of a plan gone wrong. Uh, plot keywords. Number one: motorboat. No tits, no tits involved. <laughs> they were talking. About, it was really yeah. just a motorboat this time. I was like, oh, with this. At first, I thought. When I wrote down the plot keywords, I'm like, oh, motorboat. It's got to just be a boat. And then I watched, I'm like, oh, holy shit. No, maybe he motorboats this broad at some point because her tits were on display. And then I realized, times. nope, it was actually for a boat. Yeah. Number two, cat fight. Number three, gay character. Number four, cleavage. And number five, alcoholism. I mean, those all check out. That's an ism we celebrate on this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of isms. I, well, yeah. We don't like socialism. We don't like racism. We do like alcoholism. There you go. I'll drink to that. All right, moving on to, are you ready for the Canopsis? Yeah, this was a hard one to try to kind of, it's a very melodramatic type movie, so uh, this is what you're going to get. Okay. Robert is a successful writer who has a lovely wife named Sarah and a daughter named Sully. Sarah is pregnant with their second child and life is swell. That is, until Sarah has a terrible accident and tragically loses the baby. Five or six years later, I don't remember how long, Robert and Sarah decide to adopt. They meet and fall in love with Bridget, but she's not all she appears to be in a deadly adoption. What are you talking about? That was good. Yeah, well, I didn't know how much detail to go into. I had written down, like, Robert is an alcoholic. (laughs) No, that's a perfect amount. The thing is, I... The, the weird thing is, uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Um, well, it's now it's time for the real buzz rundown. Yeah, fucking rage. Yeah, it's fucking rage. So, 
uh, we're going to give Caitlin a call because she watched this movie, and if we didn't call her, she would be wildly angry with us. So I'm going to... Like the wild thorn breeze. Oh, dodge old thorn berry. Hopefully this just works on the first time. Uh, Hello. First time's a charm. God damn, it worked. Yep, we got you. We got we got uh, resident medical expert mom of the pod, Caitlin, on the line. Caitlin, uh, how's your Sunday? <laughs> oh, it's going well. I finally just got LA down to a nap. So oh, good. If I talk a little quiet, that's why. So uh, we've already kind of gone over all the uh, preliminary stuff about the movie, so we'll just get right into it. You're, we haven't talked about it at all yet on the Real Buzz Rundown, so you're the first uh, person to get your take. So what what'd you think? Oh, boy. That's that's my take. Oh, boy. Um, immediately, you know, it's just going to be a horrible movie when someone's basically near ground and then they can CPR on them. Yeah, but 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 also I think that was a stylistic choice, right? I think they knew they were making um, a specific format in the lifetime format kind of movie, so it was supposed to be um, melodramatic, melodramatic in a bad way. Yeah, melodramatic is fine, but everyone knows CPR these days. Come on. Everyone knows what? Everyone knows CPR these days. What? But he used, I or at least the basics. He did perform CPR. I no, thought. he just. No, he just blew in her mouth. Oh, see, that's how dumb I am. I thought that was CPR. Yeah, I, I guess you, you got to push on the no. chest, too. I will say if but, that, Yeah, the compressions are actually the more important part. We're right by a lake right now. If somebody... I, I would dive in and try to save someone, but then I'd have to be like, does anybody know CPR? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, because you have to be certified. I'm not certified. I'm a certified G. Well, you don't... You don't have to be certified to perform it. Yeah. Can't you if hurt... You, if you know it, if you know it, save, save somebody's life, bro. Can't you, like, crack their chest or something? I don't know. You're probably right. I, I could probably do I've seen it enough times on TV where I could perform it uh, to a degree that's at least See, I feel like helpful. I've been told don't try to do it if you don't know what you're doing because you're just going to break their fucking chest. That's no. 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 All right. That's no. no. It, it would take a lot of force to break someone's chest. You'd literally have to be, like, putting your entire body weight behind your hands into their chest. So. <laughs> Caitlin, from a female perspective, there's one part of this movie that I think you could shed some light on that we might not be able to. What was going on with those titties in this movie? <laughs> she was there were like it was like some sort of support system that gave her like some kind of like a like an extra boob crease like at the top of them. It was very strange, but also very cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, boobs get bigger when you get pregnant, which she wasn't, but she had previously been, and they never really specify how long ago she was pregnant. Because he said was, on his last, I think it was, about it was like five three years months before. ago she was pregnant. No, she got no, pregnant for three no, months. No, no, she's talking about that. She's right. She's talking about. I'm the, talking about when Will Ferrell impregnated her. Oh, but yeah, it was that right. Was it was five years ago. It was, it was right after. It, his it was right died. after the miscarriage. Yeah. Or I guess it was a miscarriage. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, it was right. No, after. because he said it was. He said it was on his last book tour. Right, which was and right he said after, after the baby. After the baby, we. No, he said after 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 the baby, I was just taking a book tour as often as I could, and he said he was doing it like every six months. Okay, so I don't think we really have an idea of the time frame of when this chick was pregnant. But anyways, you can definitely get a push up bra, and then if you wear something with a tight like top, like a uh, tight top seam, it will give you the double boob look, or I guess that would be a quadruple boob look. I gotta say, so I kind of have this thought where, and I understand that sometimes people uh, or men can fetishize pregnant women. I know it's a thing. 
I don't really uh-huh. understand it because when a woman's pregnant, the last my, like I'm not first thing like I want to fuck that girl. I'm like, hey, we should my more like have instinct is like, hey, we should make sure that person's okay because they're carrying a child. <laughs> like, but he was like looking at her when she was laying out on the oh I don't know that lawn chair, which she looked great. From like the uh, the, uh-huh. the top up, mm-hmm. but then once you see the belly, it's like, oh no, she should probably. Why are we sexualizing a pregnant woman? <laughs> there's a uh, there's a guy I used to work with. I won't say his name, but he was super into pregnant chicks, and uh, we'd be like, like it wasn't even a joke. We'd just be like, dude, you fucking love the pregnant chicks, right? And he's like, oh, there's something about a woman in full bloom. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Gross. weird, man. Fucking weird. It, I don't know if it's weirder that he has that or if he's that open about sharing that he has that. So when we were moving out of my mom's house, I found this cup that she had gotten when she was pregnant. It's like a, a woman that's pregnant. It's like a pregnant belly cup, yeah, pretty much. Sure. And I started cracking up. I gave it to him as a gift. I'm sure he jerked off to it or something. Oh, dude. Good for you, though. Just guessing. Yeah, what else are you going to do with a pregnant woman cup? <laughs> Give it to your friend who's got a weird pregnant um, woman fetish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good that, that's the most reasonable answer, I believe. Yeah. Well, Anyways, so I actually, so I had to Google something about this movie because, you know, you tried to say it was a parody. So it was not actually, I don't think, made as a parody. All of the sources differ. It took Will Ferrell like two years to be like, oh yeah, it was a joke. So was it really a joke? Definitely was. He was deaf. So there's very, there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of layers to the satire. But yes, it was supposed to be, um, Definitely, because he, they're satirizing the entire genre of a Lifetime movie. Where And it's funny because it's really, really funny people trying to act as serious as possible and still make it funny. And it was great. They did a great job. But it was definitely satire. It was meant to be satire. And I'll get into it now. The reason he was really pissed off because it leaked that it, he wanted to just have it released with no press beforehand and just have it release and have people see it. And have word of mouth spread around, but then someone leaked that it was coming out like a month before it did, and he almost was like, "I'm not going to release it." Like the, the whole point of his, he wanted this to be like sort of a social experiment in like super well-known mainstream comedians doing Lifetime original movies and just you know, but as Lifetime and just seeing what happens. That, that was fucking great. Yeah, I think it's no, good, it's, yeah. it's the worst thing I ever. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. And I had to go and watch Anchorman afterwards just to balance it out. Yeah, Anchorman's great. I mean, yeah, but that's that's absurd comedy. This is comedy in it, this is less. It's a very none very, of this was funny. Oh, I thought a lot of it. Oh, was I funny. was dying laughing throughout pretty much the whole thing. No, it, it, probably because I was just so disgusted by the whole thing because I find Lifetime movies exhausting. Yeah, no, but that's the point. It's because you're supposed to be like, oh, but because when you kind of know it's on purpose, like, oh, you can kind of appreciate the comedy because they're making fun of it. Mm, I, I, this real really felt like a stretch for those two. Okay, well, you know, it's I I, I thought they did Will Ferrell especially. I thought he did a fantastic job. Chris Mook was pretty good. Yeah, I I'll say uh, Sam <laughs> doesn't like Will Ferrell, but she appreciated him in this movie. Maybe it's just the female perspective of man. These movies are exhausting. Why it? Why is this funny? Maybe yeah, sure. I I'll I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. Let's see what other parts. If okay, I'm going to talk about this as if it were an actual movie and not a uh, parody, um, which I had to I had to decide how I was going to talk about this movie. So I'm going to talk about it as if it were a real movie. Number one, um, the chick is totally to blame in the beginning. She knew the rock, the, the dock was rotten, and that workers were coming to fix it. 
Yeah, so that, that, it, that's a Lifetime movie element where it's like, it's so clearly foreshadowed oh, and so obvious that it's so dumb. Like, oh, get off the dock, it's rotten. And you're like, oh, she's, something's mm-hmm. going to happen yeah. with the dock. Like, obviously. There was so much oh, blatant, blatantly blatant foreshadowing in this movie. But I, again, on purpose. Yeah, and I thought it was hilarious. Like, they show her kind of leaning against it and kind of creaking and then back to Will Ferrell's mm-hmm. like, face. Like, Ooh. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Um, and then, of course, the full circle of, you know, one baby being lost by falling in the water, but another, but the the, the daughter being saved because she leaps in the lake and swims. And yeah, it's it's oh. all garbage, and I hated every I second of it. I didn't pick up on that. It does come full circle. One, it's because you've never watched an actual Lifetime movie, have you? Uh, not in a very long time. Yeah, they're freaking exhausting. But I do like exhausting. I, I kind of appreciate it even more now. It does good. What the first baby dies in the water, and the second. The child that they have saved by the water. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like it. Good writing. That's the sequel to Save. No, by the no, not, save no, by the not water. good writing. No, not good writing. This is the, it's the same plot in every Lifetime movie. Well, what, did you have anything else, Kate? Uh, nope. Um, luckily, I did not have to pay money for this movie. That's all I have to say. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and <laughs> we already said this earlier, but no one should. You can download Tubi, or you can download Pluto. You can a, a bunch of different free streaming services and say, uh, watch this movie for free. I know, I know. You mentioned Voodoo, but I found it on Tubi, and I was going to bring it up so that people didn't have to pay money for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we appreciate you doing that. No problem. All right. Well, hey, uh, have a good Sunday. Enjoy the Chiefs game, and uh, t- say hi to Josh and Ellie for me. Yeah, it's actually sporting at three, and then the Chiefs. So nope. double sports day. Uh, I'll, uh, I can't wait to not watch sporting. <laughs> ah, no city pride. No city pride, sir. Shouldn't you guys be watching it just because they're on their way to the playoff or the, the cup? They're in the playoffs. I, I don't. Uh, the, soccer is stupid. They have a playoff every three weeks and it just it, it means nothing. That's, it, that's not it. No, no. We, we have a playoff once once a year. Yeah, there's a cup. Once a year. There's fucking eighty cups, and you win a specific game, you get a cup. It's it, it's all arbitrary and strange. That's, that's that's not true. There's there's two cups, and we in fact have more championships than the Chiefs. So, suck it. Bye, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Talk to you later. How dare she? How dare How she dare ask she? me if we have city pride? Do you not see this set? Do you not <laughs> see what we're wearing? I've got some sporting shit. Yeah, I'll wear some sporting shit, but like, yeah. I still like soccer. I'll watch the fucking, if they make it to the, the final or whatever, the cup game. The only cups I know about come in jock straps. That's right. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, moving on to... Keenan, do you want to do your real buzz, and I'll, I'll sprinkle in, or you want me we to go? We can just kind of sprinkle together if you cool. want to. Uh, I, I, I do want to say from the top that I've only seen like one or two Lifetime movies ever. Same. And I wish I would have watched a real one. Like either right before or right after this, I didn't, and I I, I could have going back. I wish I would have as well, just so I could. But I kind of remember enough about him to know that they nailed the aesthetic perfectly. Right, like down to the wardrobe, dialogue, the style of acting, the writing. It's all it's, there's a very specific melodramatic uh, telenovela lifetime aesthetic that they fucking nailed on all. Like even down to the names of characters. Robert Benson's a very lifetime <laughs> character name. <laughs> it totally is. Robert Benson. It's just the most vanilla bland. Like you, you know, he's yeah, it's a perfect name for a lifetime. Movie. I thought it was funny and it has, it's kind of more meta funny. I don't know, but just uh, since he was in Step Brothers and he used to 
talk shit on Robert. Uh, Robert and Nancy are sleeping, and but now his name's Robert. I don't know. I thought that was yeah. So I, I see you make the connection. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, all right. You go ahead and go because I'm doing it on my phone, so I don't no, know good. what I'm doing. So if, if we start with the the first scene that I had questions about was well, not the questions. I, I know it's a lifetime movie, so that's why it happened. But she so she fell in the lake, right? She falls in the lake. She fell in the lake. The dock was rotten. It broke. She fell in the lake. But how? Why was she unconscious? It's like can pregnant ladies not swim? I think she hit her head on the boat when she was falling into the lake. They say that later, but in the scene they show in slow motion, she does. She hits her head nigh. Oh, I thought I saw her hit her head. Okay, maybe maybe I missed it, uh, or at least like a neck crack or something like that. Yeah, okay, I just it seemed like she fell in the water. Like I, I fell in the water a million times. Like I can swim. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, if you fall in the water, but it, I think it's because that boat was right there. So she like hit the boat and then fell in the water. Okay, so I'll, let's say she did hit her head. She was in the water approximately fifteen seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just it. don't see how the baby's lost in this scenario. I could see the baby being lost if she had hit her belly on Right, the boat. yeah, like if she hit her stomach on yeah. like, yeah, I could see that. Or like if like if you want to get, you know, morbid in like the deck, like a protrusion from the deck like stabbed her in the stomach, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that dock is rotten and murderous. Yeah. That's one hell of a splinter. <laughs> Watch out for that dock. It's uh, gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like it's probably I took it to be it's just like a lifetime movie type thing it, where yeah, it's, it, you gotta. don't look too far into it. Just know that this is why now they have a fear of the water. And I agree. Why, yeah. You know what ride you're getting on. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. question the route it's taking. And I, I I thought it was great. Not great in a like a this is awesome that it's happening. But like the little montage they did after that with them in the hospital and like, I don't know. I Oh, man. With Will Ferrell's crying was so funny and i say that knowing like it's not supposed it is and it isn't supposed to be right it's like it, he's the, the just because you know it's will ferrell and you've seen him do that in a comedic setting and it's very funny and he's just he's doing it seriously and there's serious music behind it and it's seriously shot in a serious setting and it's still hilarious i i want to say something about the music sure absolutely uh, so serious music yes i but it's more so not music as much as it's just ominous tones, like yeah. what Jason Siegel says in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's just tones. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's what most of it was. And I, I wrote down at one point, I was like, I think that's why this movie seems pretty unsettling to me because it's not, or it just makes me kind of uncomfortable because it's not any licensed music. Mm -mm. There's really no music throughout. There's just some random like, boom, boom, boom. And then you get this one scene where there is like a song when Sully's missing. And there's like the the missing posters floating around. They show oh the that same weird montage, poster. yeah, yeah. They just that's show like, missing posters all over the city and like in different settings. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that's the only time that the music there's like an actual person singing, like it's an actual song. But it was probably a song that was written just for this movie. And uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But oh, it was royalty free if if, if it yeah, wasn't written if, for this yeah. film. But uh, the wanted posters. And maybe I shouldn't skip into it, but one of the things, or not wanted, missing person missing, poster. Yeah, missing person. Uh, Sully, their daughter, is a diabetic, and uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Needs to, insulin immediately. ASAP. Needs <laughs> insulin ASAP. Also, Blonde, 55 pounds. Needs insulin. <laughs> do do people still put up, like, physical posters when their kid goes missing? No. Nah, is that a probably thing? Not, no, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, there's not a wall of missing. I mean, maybe the, at a police station there is, but I don't think it's not like your dog's missing. Yeah, you put it up on street poles. And, and it, 
<laughs> contact and just leave your phone number. Like what? Take one. <laughs> just start, in the age of social media, like you're better off creating a Facebook like a group of some kind. I will say, even though this movie came out what 2015, 2015. Uh, so you have to assume it's set in modern times, pretty much. But there's really no texting or tweeting or anything like that in it. So social media doesn't seem to have been a thing in this movie. That's at true. All. I get yeah, that is, that's a good point. Uh, they do make some phone calls from time to time, but. I guess I don't know. I think I think that adds to it too, though, with the lifetime melodramatic. Right. I, it's just something lifetime wouldn't it wouldn't specifically get into, like. And that montage, they just throw the posters everywhere across town. Some of them are fucking <laughs> blowing in the wind. Yeah, it's I, I it's it super great. corny. Yeah, very corny. But anyway, uh, also you know it's okay. So there's there's two. There, there's only one thing that shows the five year change from Will Ferrell, and it's his hair. It goes from curly to Trump. Yeah, I, I wrote down his hair makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's unsettling. <laughs> it is. It's very unsettling. I had started the movie, uh, I was about 30 minutes into it, then Sam came over and she was like, oh my God, he looks like Chuck Norris. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, oh, he does look like fucking Chuck Norris. He just, he has some rodent on top of his head. It's not his hair. And <laughs> oh, it, it's clearly a hair piece It's or a piece, yeah. for sure. It, but I think it adds to the aesthetic. It's, it's perfect. Like, I think it's, it goes along in the... It, lifetime checklist like, exactly weird fucking hair it's clearly not real yeah i thought it was great weird hair but yeah w- I wardrobe it. was fantastic in this movie too so yeah, it was y- you ever noticed that bridget the um the not pregnant pregnant chick pregnant chick yeah uh, she before <clears throat> she only she could only wear sp- like she only owned spaghetti strap dresses like that's all she had uh-huh and then she kind of does her uh her sandy at the end of grease reveal where, right, where she has like a fucking bodycon dress and like a leather fucking vest and these fucking crazy ass stilettos. You're like, that's she's like wearing the slut special. The slut special. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And she's wearing that same blue fucking little skirt thing or whatever the whole time. Yeah, man. And she clear like once she goes like the costume change, she goes full fucking crazy. Like she she goes from being someone who can at least hide her crazy to just being completely unstable. Did you notice that she went from being super tan to being very pale too? Yeah, I think that's just supposed to uh, reflect like a f- in a physical nature, like her state of mind. I think so too, but I, I just noticed like she by the end of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, I don't think she has any freckles on her face or anything. By the end, when they're on the bridge, yeah, she's she very like pale and yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like Kristen Wiig, all she all she wore were overalls and brightly striped shirts. <laughs> that's all she wore. Her her little organic stand made me laugh too. Like that she works at the organic farm stand. That's that's Sarah is a hundred percent organic. Yeah, dude. Fucking, and you could tell as soon as she like, they're they're like, hey, come stay with us. And she's like, can I get you anything? A big bowl of ice cream would be nice. Oh, we don't keep sugary things in the house. Our daughter's a diabetic, and also everything I make is organic. And her face just goes, I'm, I, nope, I'd rather be at the homeless shelter. <laughs> yeah, Fuck exactly. this place. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I also thought that was very funny. Like them, Chris and Wig and Will Ferrell. Uh, the time that they argue about. There was a box of chocolates in the pantry. What happened was Sully would have seen that. Like, I just thought because it was so You know the dangers of diabetic ketoacidosis. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, and he did it so straightly, though. I, know. I mean, it was so good. You know the dangers of diabetic ketoacidosis. Yeah. I, I wrote down that watching it on Pluto with the ads definitely made it feel more like a Lifetime movie. Oh, you got the full experience. It was like uh-huh. you were watching on the Lifetime show. Yeah, I, even if I didn't look to see if I could have rented this anywhere, but even if I could have, I'm glad that I watched it with no, the ads. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, it's better for the full experience. Uh, it's all part, of the, all part of the experience. 
I also like there just a lot of dialogue in this movie is very funny. Uh, just one liners like the, the you know stupid things like. You know, Will Ferrell's way overprotective of his daughter. He's like, those training wheels aren't coming off till you go into college. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? Yeah. Don't tell your dad I'm taking the training wheels off. And speaking of that. This is a weirdly big part of the movie. Well, this movie faked me out a couple of times. It, it Lifetime movied me a couple of times. So when you already kind of get the feeling that Bridget's not what she says she is. Because she sees the magazine and she rips off Sarah or oh, whatever. Like I said, the foreshadowing is right. not subtle. And even if... They didn't need to foreshadow it that heavily because it's a lifetime movie. You figure something's going to happen. Or when she's in the coffee shop saying, hey, these things take time. Yeah. Leave me. It's like, okay, so she's clearly a con artist. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Um, but whenever she's got uh, Sully on the bike and she's like, go for it, and the car's coming down the street, I, I totally I was like, she was she's about to, to get hit by Yeah, that seems what she's going to do. Because right before that, she was looking, like there was a shot on Sully, and then there was a picture of her and her parents, and the reflection was, was Bridget just looking at her like with, intense hate right so you think she's doing this on purpose yeah, she's, she's gonna run to kill the, the right. kid yeah it's caused some tragedy but then when she turns and it turns out it's that dude with the tattoos it's like oh that faked me out the guy from animal kingdom uh i had to look that guy up uh he's because i was like it's so familiar he was in it chapter two yeah he was he i was just watched so that. funny because so he was beating up gay dudes in that movie and in animal kingdom his character is gay oh well so, he's a good actor versatile he, yeah, there you yeah. Go. he can play gay he can play gay hater yeah, you never know what you're going to get with that guy. He's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> I took the pause to let the booth get there for me. I knew it was a bad joke. But uh, yeah, and then the other time, uh, where, where do I have it? I don't know. I'll get down to it. But it, it just faked me out a couple times, I thought. No, no, no I agree. I was with you. I'm like, well, I don't know where this movie's going. Like, why? Is oh, the, the fake pregnancy thing. I didn't see that coming at all. When Sully's looking at her through the bathroom and she's got the uh, the obvious fake belly i definitely didn't see it coming i knew there was a scam of some kind going on i thought like i couldn't figure it out like is she just like casing the house so her boyfriend can who i was like when, as soon as i saw the guy with the tattoos I'm like oh that's the guy who knocked her up but yeah then, yeah but then it's like oh no it's she's not knocked up at all uh, yeah i figured maybe they were gonna rob from him or yeah i something. thought she was casing the joint so, but then with the whole tearing of she had something with robert that hadn't been revealed yet so it didn't quite all add up it was a little bit like uh reindeer games Yes. Where she she was playing a guy because she was really in love with the other guy, you know? Because she, I think she, she really loved Robert. Oh, for sure, yeah. she's ultimately gonna fuck over all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless Will Ferrell, Robert would have just gone with her. I think she would have been okay with that. Which she would have murdered Kristen Wiig and probably the first daughter, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, while we're talking about Kristen Wiig. I, I, it's weird. This is going to come off as bad and misogynistic, and I don't mean it in a misogynistic way. Is it weird that I respect Kristen Wiig for not getting a nose job? Like, because clearly Bridget, Bridget fucking had a uh, Cadillac nose job. That thing was reshaped and formulated. But, you know, uh, Kristen Wiig's is imperfect, and I think that's good. I think, well, I don't know about the nose job thing, but I, I think overall. Maybe it's a weird thing that I looked at. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm I didn't notice weird. that, but yeah. I, I do. I will say overall, I agree with the sentiment that women shouldn't get plastic surgery. Like, I don't want to say they shouldn't, but I just don't go too far with it. Don't plastic surgery shame, Keenan. Don't be like Courtney Cox. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. You know? Don't do not do that. That's a little too far. Well, I think like anything else, um, like tattoos and... Uh, Aging's beautiful. It becomes addictive after a while. Yeah, and Especially so. in their industry. They feel the pressure they got to, you know... Yeah, they got to keep up they with the uh, keep the looking chicks. 35 yeah. when they're 55, you know? Yep. 
uh, <laughs> I also thought it was strange that Kristen Wiig's uh, logic was like, oh, our marriage is in trouble. We're, we're not doing well. We should bring another kid into the situation. That'll fix it. That never works. That never works. That's like a thing that even I know. Yeah. Like, don't don't have a kid to try to save the marriage. Don't. Yeah. Do not. And That's going to fuck that kid's life up. And it's not even like you're birthing a child. You're adopting a kid. Like, not that it should be different, but it's just bringing another kid into your life. And you, that's just going to add stress. Yeah. Like, how? what? What? What do people think? We're like, hey, we're fucked up. We should make things way more complicated by bringing in a child. That's just dumb. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And also, she says she can't have kids anymore. That's why they're adopting. So she was clearly pregnant two different times. Can she not have kids because she fell in the lake? Yeah, something with the accident <laughs> means that she can't have kids anymore. That's her, how I took she it. She hit her head and so I was like, I can't have kids anymore. Maybe something. I, I don't know how that all works, but maybe someone with the miscarriage. Again, a, a lifetime thing. Yeah, a lifetime thing. Lifetime of not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was I like that. I also find it funny that um, Bridget comes in claiming that she's read uh, one of his books on fiscal responsibility, but then says, um, "Why did you go to college?" She's like, "I did, but I couldn't afford it." It's like, wait, you read a book on fiscal responsibility, then went to college without knowing how much it would cost? I didn't. Uh, I didn't pick up on that. Well, she's a, well, it's because she's a dumb broad. There you go. Well, I, I knew that he was an economist or some shit like that, but I don't know. <laughs> I also love that they talk about his life on the road on tour when he's a fucking <laughs> fiscal responsibility author. <laughs> like, right. Life on the road must be pretty crazy. Going out there and banging all these chicks, man. He was an alky, though, you know? He was going to shitty bars and banging Jonah. Like, was he or was he just, just sad? Like I, He was probably just sad. Yeah, like, you know, you know I have a problem. You know last time I blacked out. It's like, dude. I thought it was funny when he, when Kristen Wiig was like, you think I'm mad because you cheated on me. You think that little of me? I'm mad because you've endangered my daughter. I don't know. It's no. so melodramatic, man. I love it's it. It's like, well, she should be mad because he, she, she could be mad about both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Don't think so little of me. That Only a, wo only a woman would say that shit. You think I'm mad because you cheated on me? How dare you think so little of me? It's like, what? What are you talking about? That's I'm mad about our daughter. Ugh. Fucking women. Um, <laughs> I, of course, Will's, Will's character is cool with having a super hot college-age broad in his house. He's like, I'm ahead of my wife on this one. She's staying. <laughs> I'm two steps ahead on here. <laughs> I'm two steps ahead of my wife. She's staying with us. <laughs> yeah. We've got a guest room. We, yeah. yeah. I'm a lonely man. And, and no, no woman's going to be like, yeah, we should. That's a great idea. Let's bring a super hot college-age pregnant woman into the house. That, and I'll leave you two alone. It's like, no, that's a ridiculous, stupid idea. <laughs> oh, uh, talked about that. I want to say, uh, well, we were talking about Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. We've already talked about how good they did at being serious. But yeah. um, I have this note. If you had been in a coma from 1996 to 2015 and you woke up and saw this movie, I don't think you'd ever guess that Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig were comedic actors. That's why they're that's good. That's how good they that's did at this. That's how good they yeah. did, exactly. And that's why... It's it's a weird it's definitely a piece of art in a strange sense and I think they did a great job executing. I really do. I think that yeah. I, I think I love Caitlin. I think she underappreciated it. I I do too. And especially coming from Sam who does not like fucking Will Ferrell at all. Yeah. Um she she loved this movie and yeah, I it, don't know. It, it, what what they were trying to achieve was executed really well and it's like yeah, technically it's is it a good movie? No, but it's not supposed to be. So but once you once you get the 
like buy into it and get the flow of yeah, what they're doing exactly. and, and just watch it for being a lifetime movie a little bit like the twists and turns kind of got me it was a little bit interesting and then towards the end it it didn't ever get ridiculous but it kind of did it kind in of a did. sense it it, it 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 um it almost jumped the shark yeah it uh, very close i i'm thinking like whenever he's finally he gets back on the motorboat and it's got the uh the shot of his fucking wedding ring as yeah. he's going across oh, that the tight lake. close up, <laughs> yeah. His wedding ring, and then it's him on the boat, like burly man in it. And when he's carrying Kristen Wiig out of the garage at, at, from the fumes, it's almost like when he's in uh, Step Brothers, and he's like, "I came to give you my seed." He kicks down <laughs> yes. the door. It was that's what it reminded me of. Th- that scene obviously did jump the shark, but it was a borderline almost like that. I've, I've traveled five hundred miles <laughs> to give you my seed. Yeah, that's kind of what it was like when he saved it. Uh, also, did you? I don't know if you noticed this. There was at least one scene, maybe two, where I thought, like a like someone who wrote porn wrote this dialogue. Oh yeah, she's walking in. She goes, uh, "Do you have any sunblock? I was willing to lay out." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure we have some somewhere." And they go look for it. And he goes, "Are you okay, Robert? It must get hard sometimes." And he goes. It does get hard. <laughs> I did notice that line. I did notice that. <laughs> oh, I'm getting hard. Because it must get so hard sometimes. Because it does get hard. <laughs> I just need a helping hand. <laughs> and then he breaks into, I've got something in my front pocket for you. <laughs> I've got something in my front pocket for you. Why don't you reach on in and grab it and give it a squeeze? Oh, that's a, that's a South Park deep cut. <laughs> that is. Butters. <laughs> I also found it strange, and this is, again, a lifetimeism that he was sharing his most intimate thoughts and feelings about uh, his wife and his relationship to a girl he's known for, well, he thinks he's known for a few days. Like He like he talks about he'll never love his wife the same way again because he blames her for, ha- you know, for falling in the lake because she was on the dock. I mean, it's that that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't share those thoughts and feelings, probably. Don't go air your dirty laundry, you know, bro? Oh, dude. Speaking of which, I saw the most wild Facebook status yesterday. Oh, yeah? It was a girl who was like, yo, my 45-year-old boyfriend who I've been with for five years and who I take care of his two kids is cheating on me with some girl named Lala. I'm like, why are you sharing this? That is so fucking weird. Why would you share? Why would you publicly share that on a social media platform? <laughs> I, I'm trying to call Lala out, I guess. What? I don't know. Well, at least tag the bitch in it. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I mean, well, it, does Facebook, I haven't been on it in a while, but does it still say, what's on your mind? It, well, <laughs> fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> no, seriously. What's on, like, just, you should, you shouldn't, what are you doing? What are you hoping to accomplish by sharing all of that intimate, awful shit? Like, that's terrible. Like, it's awful. I would have loved to have seen the comment section. It's in also there too. Embar- Well, no, I, there was only two or three, and it, and it was like, "No way!" It's like, are you serious? <laughs> I wanted to be like, "Why are you sharing this?" Yeah. Like, I, I know, I know it's terrible, but like, this is not so. Like, I, it's horribly embarrassing. Why would you want? Hey, everyone, guess what happened to me? Yeah, that sucks, man. Hey, everyone, you should just put on there sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to now, <laughs> but put it like sux. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I just, I can't. I just don't understand. Like, social media has made people so shameless to the point where they will share shit that. Like, what? I, yeah, shit that they should never. Yeah. Oh my. What's God. on your mind? Fucking my boyfriend. Fucking la la. Did you? Uh, did I? How did again? Nitpicking. Nitpicking. How did she get through the whole adoption? Process where she had adoption agency wearing a false stomach. Like, they, wouldn't they want some medical records? No, of some absolutely. Kind? Uh, I don't know. 
That's what Sam was saying, too. It's like, wouldn't they want to go to an appointment, see some fucking pictures, sonograms already? Like, yes. how? And I guess they, because I was like, my answer to that was, well, a lady, some lady brought them to them. A lady! And then I guess she murdered the lady. Did that happen? Something like that? No, I don't. Not that I know of. Well, Robert was trying to find out. I don't know. I don't know. They, didn't a lady bring them? Yeah, there and was. Then there I think was he like was trying to contact the lady, contact. and they were okay. like, oh, she's dead now. Or oh, something. I missed that. I could be making that up, but I think that happened. Or she was in on the con. Who knows? Yeah, the long con. Uh, also, the the this was I I thought this was really funny. So she's going to you know when she's wearing her super slut special, going across the lake on her secret <laughs> mission to like go see Robert and. Uh, she approaches this man who runs a business where he rents boats, and she's like, "Hey, I need a boat." He's like, "Oh, I'm closing right now." And you can see he's closing up. And she's like, "I'll only be an hour." And he goes, "Okay." Like, <laughs> an hour's not a short amount of time. That's yeah, you're just gonna sit around and fucking an hour. If she was like, "Only be ten minutes," like, okay, maybe. But she's like, "Only be an hour." This man's closing his business. Imagine extending your business opening for an hour. So this. Well, for especially one to person. let someone take a boat. How are you gonna know it's gonna be an hour? Did she ever bring the boat back? I don't think she did. Yeah, I think she fucked him over. Yeah, she fucked that dude, and he was a nice guy. Local business owner, just trying yeah. to make some money. Yeah. We also said she goes uh, she goes from masking her insanity really well to not being able to do so at all whatsoever. Like, as soon as she makes that transition from the spaghetti strap strap like, <laughs> to the super slut special, she just goes bonkers. Yeah, crazy. Um, and also, last thing I have, six months after this incident, if you want to call it that, uh... They all seem. They must have one hell of a fucking therapist to have worked through all the problems of him cheating on her, uh, him endangering their daughter because he fucked some random broad on the road who then came in and stalking and is pretending to be pregnant. I mean, it's insane. Who then Chris and Wig had to shoot in the back. Murder. And, she had to murder her yeah. at the end. It's like what? It's six months. Try seven years. Yeah. And maybe they're okay. And they're not even that happy. There's like, hey, like we're making it. It's a it, lifetime movie. I know. And then the minute and a half fucking dancing at the end of it was ridiculous. Well, that too. was a callback to like well, Robert. I just remember when Robert would dance around the in the kitchen to corny music, and like so we had to see him do that. <laughs> we had to see, and I liked that it just went on and on and on. They could have done it for five minutes; I would have still laughed. It was funny. Yeah, it was very good. Okay, uh, I got a couple more things. Oh, oh, please go. Just yeah. a couple things. Uh, there was a Kansas City reference in there. Yeah, Did you like, hear we that? should be halfway to Kansas City. Yeah, so I was so, like, shout out to that. Where was this movie set? So that's what I tried to figure out, and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but the name of the town was Storm Lake. Okay. So it's a made up town, but I do think Storm Lake is such a good name for a lifetime movie town. Like, oh yeah, Robert Benson. It lives in Storm Lake again. Like, it's the details that yeah. lifetime. It's ve- that's a very lifetimeism, and they pay attention to the little things, and they make that's. There's. I actually have a lot of respect for the amount of work that goes into making a lifetime movie a lifetime movie. While it is ridiculous, melodramatic, and insane, I respect the people who make them now because they go to they all the little things, mm-hmm. the little details. You know, don't want to leave anything unturned. Nope. Um, at one point I wrote down, oh, this was what, right after she, uh, put Chris and Wig in the garage and was trying to do the old fake suicide yeah, thing. Yeah, stage suicide. Yeah. Um, and then she shot Robert and I wrote down, looks like this is called a deadly adoption for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? The problem, the, uh, the problem with the title is there's, 
There's no adoption. They never adopted. There's, I mean, it's well, they wanted to adopt, but yeah, it's okay, not really. An they should have called it a deadly potential adoption. That's yeah, a deadly adoption process. Yes, that, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> a deadly adoption process. Yeah, because I I did think based on the title that they were going to get a kid, and it was going to be like the kid is right. I thought we were going to yeah see like uh, yeah. uh well what's that movie called where they adopt a Russian kid and she turns out to be 35 and she tries to kill the whole family. Yeah, she's like a little old lady. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking which about. Which happened in real life too. We won't get into it. What? Oh, it's that's a real thing. Damn. Yeah. Uh, she had the Andy Milanakis syndrome? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then I wrote, oh, Robert ain't dead. And I like that epic shot of him carrying her out of the garage with it, the... Is it weird that I thought Lifetime, that they might end it with everyone's dead and she just steals the kid? <laughs> it's just super depressing. I, I, I would love that ending. I'm like, I great thought, fucking ending. I did think either uh, Robert or Sarah were going to get killed. I thought one of them wasn't going to survive. Yeah, I, I survived, thought so too. That's good. Uh, I was speaking of not surviving, though. Um, well, first off, you talk about Joni or Bridget losing her mind and going full crazy when she's driving Sully in the truck at the end and Robert's on the bridge. She's like, I'm your mother now! She's like screaming that at her. Your mother's dead! I'm your fucking mother now! <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. But then after the wreck, I'm pretty sure Sully is not surviving that that crash. No. That was, was a pretty like, wild crash. Little girl without a seatbelt on no seat in the belt. front seat of that truck. No she airbag got would deployed. Have flown. Well, because it's a 1975 right. Ford F-150. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that she would have flown through that windshield. Unfortunately. And died. Yeah. Horrifically. But she just got out just fine with a little stomach ache, I guess. Also, I don't. I'm not a diabetic. I don't know the symptoms. But she goes, I don't feel so good. And like, well, just here, have a chocolate bar. I do think that's if your insulin's low, you should eat some sugar to try to get that back. Yeah, that's why you're not supposed to eat candy because you're taking insulin. So I don't. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I got. I liked the dance scene at the end, and I also liked that it said inspired by a true story. I thought that was a great final touch because clearly it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I, I I felt like it was kind of how Fargo always says that it uh, like the TV show does yeah. it now, but the movie, did, the movie it too. did it too. But they legitimately thought it was, I think, when they did it for the movie. And it just kind of ended up being like it ended up being a cool stylistic thing about the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They found out that the story they had heard was fake or something like that. But anyway. All right. It is time for. It's, it's time, time for Tipsy Trivia. Way early. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? That guy's got a prostate problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the portion of the podcast where we have today's only four trivia-based questions because four, there, huh? there was no trivia on this movie at so all. So do whatsoever. I have to get two right? I don't care. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Inevitably. Well, Inevitably. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, all right. Number one. Over under five, how many movies have Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell appeared in together? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Fuck. I, see, I had to go off trivia and like make up my own shit because there's nothing on this movie. Oh, fuck. Um, it's a tough one. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to go with gut, and I'm going to say over. Under. Four four appearances together in films. What, do you, do I you meant to a- write them down, and I didn't because <laughs> I thought, oh, write them down, and I, and I forgot to. Oh, well. Uh, another over under over under 25 years how long has the lifetime movie franchise been in existence 25 years over under 25 over over 30 years this movie was produced in part of their 25 year celebration oh so uh, that makes sense yeah. because it came out in 2015 yeah, that's up it's 2020 now that makes sense so they started in 1990 so the lifetime original movies are as old as i am 
Yeah, that they are. Take that as you will. Which one of us will last longer? Stay tuned. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, right? Number three, true or false, uh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig made this movie in top secret. I think you already said. I did. So true. True. They were disappointed when the production leaked before it was released and almost didn't release it at all. Because yeah. I think that was part of like their whole, I don't know, like, you know, when the, the, if you're making a piece of art that has to be presented in a certain way. I think that was the whole part of the. I'll definitely say you, you've said social experiment art, and that's definitely what this movie was going for. I agree. It, it's not trying to be anything that it's not. Did I, I say think. four questions? I only had three. Oh, those were the three. Yeah, so, I got it. Well, okay. Yeah, uh, two of the two of the three. I thought I would have spoiled uh, something for myself because when I was trying to find the name of the town, I found uh, Storm Lake. Yeah, uh, that Franco did a Lifetime movie. James Franco did. Yeah, so apparently uh, Will Ferrell was inspired to do this movie because he saw like where he kind of came up with the idea is he saw an episode of General Hospital from like the mid nineties. I knew Franco, Franco was, was on in, there. Yeah, and he was like. That's really funny seeing Franco, who was like a comedic actor by that point, doing something. Definitely super... wasn't the mid '90s. It was the 2010s when he did that. Well, maybe he saw. Well, whatever. He saw an episode of it, and yeah. he was like, "I should do this." And so he came up with the idea to do the movie. And then Franco did a Lifetime movie with Tori Spelling the next year. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Tori Spelling. Tori. I mean, Tori Spelling is a Lifetime movie actress. So yeah, she's kind of yeah. But yeah. Franco. He kind of just copied off of Will Ferrell. It's like, I'm going to do one now, too. I kind of like that trend, though. More uh, like major mainstream Hollywood comedic actors should do Lifetime movies. Yeah. I'd like that. We should make a Lifetime movie. I don't think we I don't think we would be very good. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, low budget. We got that going for us. But $100. <laughs> Drinking Buddies. Portion of the podcast where we choose a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly drunk, shit-faced, shivoed with. Keenan, who is your drinking buddy? Uh, I should have thought of this sooner. Oh, mine's Dwayne. Is he the boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's kind of who I was thinking. I can too. fuck with that guy. Yeah. He and he was kind of a piece of shit. Obviously, he was down oh, with kidnapping yeah. and stuff like that. He'd but by murdered, the end, he was like, he'd murdered two people. Then he murdered. Um, oh, he did murder Charlie too. Yeah. I wrote down that murder. Murdered, was, murdered the gay character. Cold blooded. <laughs> Cold blooded. It was, and it was a very lifetime style murder. Like you see him point the gun at him, totally off screen. Yeah, and then it goes <laughs> off screen, and I don't think you ever see a bullet hit somebody in this movie. No. Uh. Well, I mean. You, like they shoot, and then you see the you, the, yeah, yeah, the horrible looking. But then I watched, wound. I watched the crow right after this, and he gets blasted like a thousand times. So well, yeah, he dies. Well, yeah, in real life, but Brandon yeah. Lee died in yeah. that movie. That's a good movie though, The Crow. It's the first time I'd seen it. You like it? I liked it. I thought it was good. I think we should do it on the pod. You think? Think about it. I'd do it. Yeah, it's uh. Anyway, we'll save that for when we do it on the pod. But uh, I'm gonna drink with Robert then. He yeah, used to be a bit of an alcoholic, no, you know. Clearly, I'm gonna get him back on the wagon. He knows how to party. Or off the wagon. Off the wagon. However it goes. Yeah, fuck some broads in a hotel room, get him pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah. he's not shooting blanks. We know that. I don't know how he. I don't know how he blasted with after he had all that booze though. Dumping clips. Yeah, I don't know. How he dumped any clips, but after all that booze. Yeah, well, Will Ferrell is a special man. That's true. Robert yeah. Benson is a Robert spe- Benson is a special is a, man. Look at his hair. Is it Benson? Right? Yeah, that's right. He kind of looks like a full time Chuck Norris impersonator. He's a cross between his hair is like a cross between Donald Trump and Chuck Norris. Yeah. It's feathery but also fake. I saw a Chuck Norris infomercial for some uh, exercise those machine. Are, those are the, always the best. And it's like him and his wife, and he's like down in Hawaii. I'm he's like sure eighty five, like, and he yeah. looks fifty. Well, no, he, he's starting to look eighty five. Like he's doing the machine, <laughs> and you can tell he's not really struggling, but he's fucking senile or something. He's just talking, poor guy. I was like, good for you, Chuck Norris. You're still doing shit, but he's like, I really like these. 
These Maui workouts. Oh, see what it's doing here on my biceps. Yeah, <laughs> like, he always <laughs> describes yeah. what's happening as he's like, "Look at oh, this here. Ooh, see this? This is this is getting my my, my delts. I'm really what you see that? Like, oh, I feel the burn." <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. I think he might be a better infomercial actor than a martial artist. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, actually, no. He found his second calling. Oh, he's the best. I'm definitely gonna shuck in though, cause fuck it. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Chuck Norris is my drinking buddy then. That's why I choose Robert Benson. So I'd just be like, hey, man, fucking Chuck Norris. You know what I'm about to ask you. Yep. <laughs> it's always some really gimmicky exercise thing, too. It's something that clearly is never going to function or work for a normal human being. <laughs> but like, because Chuck Norris is already really buff from actually doing hard work and getting fit. And he's like, yeah, this will totally work for you. It's essentially, it was like a board that you just pull <laughs> shit on. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's my entire body. And then he had his wife on there with him, too. Well, because my mom got into that because she got one of those. Um, it's like a thing that's like a, a bend, like a bow, and you just wiggle it back and forth. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, I did it for a while. Like I'm the like, shake weight. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, sir? The shake weight. I got my own shake weight. The shake weight is good, though, because that actually, if you want to build up stamp, like if you're, if your lover takes a long time to finish for a hand job, you could build up some major stamina by using the shake weight. Oh, that's true. Yeah, man. Because sometimes, uh, you know, I don't like hand jobs, though. Like, why Why would I get something I can do a better job of myself? Yeah, what are, what are we, in sixth grade? Yeah, what, exactly. I guess that's a little young. Eighth grade? <laughs> <laughs> what are we, five? There's a line from It's Always Sunny I was trying to quote, but I fucking I fucked that Bro, up. You see that door that says pirate? <laughs> I see that door that says private. Ah. There's <laughs> fucking pirates back there. <laughs> uh, I will give Stewie's a bit of a shout out. They have a door. Their private office door says pirate. Right. That's so good. Yeah. Such a good joke. All right. And three, two. Oh. Uh, this one was still pretty cold. Yeah, I know. The cold definitely makes a difference. Uh. Oh, that's such a good sound for the thing. Is that door? says pirate? You think there's pirates back there? Right? I see a door that says private. <laughs> I So, I, I think Charlie's probably my favorite character on Sunny, right? Yeah, uh, he. Yeah, I but love it. Dennis he, is starting to become my favorite one because well, he's Dennis so narcissistic. Gone. No, he's back. Oh, he's back. He was. He was really only gone for like half an episode. Well, three quarters of an episode. Oh, I didn't, oh, I thought he was like leaving the show to go do. AP he said he was, and then they they and the, they realized why. What am I doing? The first episode of the next season, they had Mindy Kaling on there. And oh, you're that's like, a good. They're going to replace it with Mindy Kaling, but she wasn't very funny. And then at the end of the episode, Dennis comes back and he's like, well, I take it you were supposed to be a replacement for me or something. Well, you can be gone. That's done. Well, that's the thing. So I think it was a case of like, oh, I've been doing this a long time. I'm going to try something different. And he realizes, oh, it's really hard to get on a show that's really successful. Do you know what my theory is on it? Honestly, though, I would, I would love to hear it. Is that it was a publicity stunt. Why? They, they've liked to do shit like that. Like Mac... Uh, in season seven, he's super fat. Yeah, I remember it's he gets because fat. he wanted to be an actor that he, he was cultivating mass. Yeah, but he did it. He thought it would be funny, but he also wanted to be like as an actor, like go through the experience to get real fat. Yeah, and to lose like a Christian Bale. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. I think they've been doing it for fourteen, fifteen years. And Caitlin Olsen had a show on Fox that got canceled. I remember that. And then he got his, and I think it was. I I honestly think they were fucking around with people I just guess. to make that joke. I just don't leave the, like, I get it. Like you're an like. You, 
appreciate what you have. I know it's you know how hard it is to be on a hit show. Oh yeah, a, a hit show that lasts as long as theirs had, which the longest running sitcom. sitcom. Longer than time? Yeah, longer Longest running. Uh, yeah. Non-animated. Non-animated, yeah, live action. Because Simpsons uh, has been 30 years. Right, and South Park's obviously not as long as the system. 26, 25? 24, I 24? think. 24, yeah. 96, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. All right, well, we'll finish this up real quick. <laughs> well, Rotten Tomatoes over under. Uh, I will set the critics at a 15%. Oh, come on, critics. I'm going to hope over. Under, 14%. Really? Fuck you. Critics. I will set the audience at a twenty-three percent. Come on, audience, let's go over. Over twenty-five. Oh, I was I was hoping you were gonna say twenty-four, and I'd say try to get that Kobe number one well, over well, Jordan. You remember that line? Yeah, that was Lil Wayne's. Uh, I thought it was Kanye. Oh no, it is. Sorry, I was thinking. I can't of, remember what song. Lil Wayne but... actually wrote a song called Kobe, Kobe, and it was it was good. But now I I I lost some respect for Wayne. He's all like, yeah, yeah, to, for Trump, whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that at all. MAGA. Yeah. Make- With Wheezy F, maybe. F is more fantastic. Yeah. Maybe if you would have endorsed him in 2007, we would have listened, but you're washed up, Wayne. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's be clear. Lil Wayne hasn't put out a good record in 10 years. Yeah. I remember when he was everything. Oh, he had, he had a five-year run where he was the hottest thing in hip-hop. And he put, the thing is, I he kind of fucked up because he released so many mixtapes for free. Right. And th- that was some of his best work. And then he and now he's trying to make a rock album. It's total shit. Yeah, well, so Kanye went super auto-tune and shit like that. And then Kanye tried jumped to the go, shark, too. It's yeah. like it, all of these mainstream rappers have this arc where it's they have, they have you know, the best part of their career. And then Lil Wayne makes a rock album. Uh, Kanye runs for president, and they, they jump the fucking shark. New, yeah. and, and and now I don't like either one of them. I used to love Kanye. Kanye was my guy. Graduation was my favorite hip hop album growing up. He's also very mentally ill, so I don't try to hold that against him. But like, I don't like his new stuff. I think once Donda West died, he just lost his mind. He had a couple good records. I mean, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's a, a good great, record. yeah, it's a great record. Uh, Yeezus is awful. Um, Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo's good. It's it. good. It's actually pretty good. And then he put out a, an EP called uh, I Hate Being Bipolar. It's awesome. I have it on vinyl over there. Really good. Have okay. you listened to it? I think you've played. Uh, really good. Yeah. That was one of my favorite since graduation. Anyway. Real uh, buzz music. Yeah. Well, well I, I thought we'd been going on for forever. We've only been going on an hour 10. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, IMDb. Oh, shit. I didn't even look. Uh, based on the critics and the other stuff i'll say 4.6 5.1 all right that wasn't far off no not at all my my real buzz ranking is a 6.3 i would give it a six yeah i think that's fair overall okay overall um i would i would i would definitely recommend watching this i would too i actually have since i've watched it recommended a couple people watch it so it's if you if you can uh if you're a fan of comedy and you understand the fact that they're satirizing an entire genre but very subtly, not overtly. It's it's very yeah. interesting and, and fun to go watch. into it with an open mind, realizing that yeah, what they were doing. I think you'll enjoy this movie. I do too. And that's an endorsement from Rebel Drop. Yeah, and cannabis kid. Well, uh, I guess we can end the episode. What do you think? I guess we can. Yeah, you know, Chiefs uh, games at seven p.m. tonight. Yeah, no, we got six more, seven more hours. Yeah, not too long to go. God, I hope I'm not too drunk. Yeah, well, what are you you, do? it'll happen. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew. Keenan, take us out.
We review the best. Yeah. Original. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Real G, stay silent like lasagna. Oh, thank you.